0: Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Zenith Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. And I'm Deanna Mall with Dees to Clutter. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. We're talking all about organized baking today. So, if your to do list contains make 50 pumpkin muffins for the class Thanksgiving party or for the soccer team. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or bake three pies for family dinner at Abuela's house, we'll stick with us and we'll see how to make it all as organized and simple as possible. So, uh, a little truth here tonight I'm sitting in my car watching uh, the soccer practice while it's raining and a little cold over here. Oh. And this is where we're recording our podcast tonight yes. because, yes. you know, we do what we have to do and, <laughs> when and, we have we, the time. and we make it work and we make it work. And as all moms know, you know, there's never a, a dull moment and, you know, wasn't planning to to come over here to record, but this is where I happen to be. And so this is where we're recording. So and this is it. There we go. Here we go. Now, Deanna and I are huge fans of the cooking and baking shows, things like, you know, Baking with Julia, Nadia Bakes, Magnolia Table, Junior Bake Off. What else, Deanna?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, There's Nailed It in Our Household, Cake Wars, Cake Boss, The Great British Bake Off, to Barefoot Contessa, to Chopped, and so many more. Actually, now that we're talking about this, doesn't it... Feel like
0: we're getting ready for this holiday season? I think so. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Me too. Me too. And most of these shows, they make baking delicious looking sweet and savory things look easy. But the truth is, baking isn't just about mixing a batter and putting the pan into the oven. There's a whole lot of preparation and cleanup that goes along with baking, which is why so many people are intimidated by it. And the truth is that, yes, a lot of the tools and equipment that we use for baking are not easily washed in a dishwasher. So we need to be prepared for washing by hand. Um, But I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let's start at the beginning. I enjoy baking, but I'm not crazy about spending multiple hours at my kitchen island. I want my baking times to be efficient so that I can enjoy the finished product Oh yes, (laughs) and not be totally exhausted after baking, right? So to make baking easier and more efficient, Deanna and I love baking zones. A baking zone is one space in your kitchen or a space in your kitchen and another space in your pantry where you store all your usual baking ingredients and supplies. You want to be able to gather and prepare all your ingredients very quickly without running all over the kitchen or the pantry to do it like back and forth back and forth so think you know the flour the sugar cocoa baking powder and baking soda salt spices brown sugar you want to store all of those things closely together preferably in the same cabinet or on the same shelf in the pantry so that when you're looking at your recipe or preparing to bake you can easily and efficiently get those familiar ingredients out and measured with as little time wasted as possible. And it's not just the ingredients that we need to place in this zone, but also the tools, the measuring spoons, measuring cups, the sifter, the rolling pin, the spatula, maybe even the stand mixer or an electric hand mixer.
1: Oh, yes. Those those mixing, those mixers that we need for, those ba- for the baking times, right? Mm-hmm. The big bakes. The big bakes. Um, and so now... <laughs> In an ideal world, that's what we always like to, I mean, for me, I know personally, my kitchen is, you know, ideal to me right now. Um, (laughs) Our kitchens would be set up, right? Like the stations of our favorite baking shows. One really long cooking island, which I so wish I had. The Mm -hmm. sink on the end of or right behind us. Right. Yep. But what tends to be the case when we work with our clients and in our own kitchens, as I just mentioned, is that maybe there's really one, only one spot on that kitchen counter that the stand mixer can go without being in the way of the daily meal prep. And it's nowhere near the pantry. It could be like down the hall
0: or right. around the corner or in <laughs> the garage. The
1: right. <laughs> so we work with our clients so that their homes work for them. First things first though, before you set up your baking zone, you really have to pull out all of your baking tools and gadgets so you can see exactly what you have. And I mean everything from your Baking pans, trays, all the measuring spoons and cups, the cookie cutters, pastry brushes, pastry brushes, spatulas, Mm -hmm. all of it. Then the next thing to do, of course, is what we love to do, Zena and I, is is our favorite, is to declutter. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, how many sets of measuring spoons do you need? How many cookie sheets do you own? And have they seen much better days? Maybe it's time to reduce the number that you keep or replace some of them. What size batches do you make now? Maybe when the kids were younger, you made huge batches like those 50 or so, you know, Thanksgiving cookies or you right. know, uh, <laughs> batches of cookies, patries, cakes, and pies. But if you, you know, make less now, then keep only the pan sizes and, and quantities you actually need. But then, of course, we actually have what we consider and call those quote-unquote specialty tools. So if you have a pastry cutter in your kitchen. Oh, guilty.
0: What? I have one.
1: No. I have one.
0: Do you really? I have a hand pastry cutter. I do. Every time I open that drawer, I keep asking myself, why do I have this? Why is it still here? (laughs) And I haven't taken the time to take it out. And yeah, yeah. Okay then, needs to be done. So,
1: so I'm going to ask you now, Zena. When was the last time you used your pastry cutter?
0: Oh dear, fifteen years ago. (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's too long ago. Oh my! I think you might have to look at that and revisit that. (laughs) Exactly. Why is
0: it still there? Why am I hanging on? Why are you? I I will never use it again. We have we have. Food processors, why in the world would I need a manual pastry cutter? Exactly, right. I don't know. I don't (laughs) don't know. know. I don't know. (laughs) So yes. So of course,
1: um, you know, when we help someone um, organize their baking zone, everything is really, you know, on the chopping block, so to speak. We Mm -hmm. look at every item and really think about it. Do they or will they use the item often enough for it to earn a spot in the kitchen? If not, it has to go. <laughs> yes. it, that's just the answer. Ideally having everything in one area is really the best way to keep everything organized. However, when your kitchen only has so much space, like in my kitchen, I have a good example of that as well. in my I have only so much space, then you yeah. have to look at your pantry area to create your baking zone. Even your laundry area, if you happen to have some of your pantry items in cabinets, you can still create a baking zone. For sure.
0: Very true. Very true. And you and I have talked about, you know, we I, I live in one of those original Miami homes, all these yes. Miami homes, the original Miami homes, the kitchens were not that big and no. the ceilings were low. We don't have huge, tall cabinets. We right. don't have separate pantry walk in pantries. Right. So we work with the space that we have, and I've talked about it before when we talked about the um on our organized pantry uh episode last week we talked right. about my baking zone in my kitchen which is a little portion of my kitchen a few shelves that's it and and that that's what works for me and every kitchen is different and so every space every baking zone is going to be different and i think that's how we we specifically deliberately look at that when we're working with our clients to understand how they bake how they use their kitchens right and then help them to figure out, well, where should your baking items go? How often do you bake?
1: You're right. 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 So I can say um, working with a client now, she just you know re- recently remodeled her kitchen. And mm-hmm. so she likes to cook. Like cooking is all. And of course, there is the baking as well. But that's more for the kids. Um, and of course, now that the holidays are approaching, she'll be baking a little bit more frequently. But that's about it throughout the course of the year. So what, um, what we've done is we created, um, and we took one of her deep, deep drawers that's in her kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Um, closest to the oven and we designated that deep drawer for her baking. So, Perfect. but what does that mean? That means like all the other baking necessities, we put that in her laundry area because she has a cabinet designated for her pantry. So out of that, we carved out a little baking section. And also now if the kids need to um, find something, um, they don't need to, you know, have to, you know, ask where everything is because now they actually can see it and they're able to just go into the laundry room, pick what they need, and then they can come back um, and, you know, start baking. And do their baking. And do their baking. I
0: think that's smart. You know, if if baking is not the thing that she does most often, she's not baking weekly by any means, except for maybe this time of the year. Correct. So the baking thing's... Maybe they don't. They haven't earned a space in the what I call the prime real estate yes. in the kitchen—the <laughs> yes, actual yes. cabinets that yes. are actually in the kitchen. So it's perfectly fine to put those. Take a few steps to the laundry room, get your baking items, and bring them back, and then you start your baking. I think it's 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 a great idea.
1: Yeah. So you know you. you I mean, so again, if for everyone there is always a solution. So not to have. You know, the thought that we're, you're listening to us now and we're talking about, you know, baking zones, but it can be done and, and creativity is at
0: its best. Cause, um, Zena, yeah. didn't, didn't
1: you have a client that you were, that you had to go outside the box and come up with something very I creative? I
0: did. Yes. I was working with a young couple downtown in a, a, a condo building, converted condo building. And it, to me, the, the apartment is beautiful, beautiful windows, beautiful view towards the water. Mm-hmm. But the kitchen, it felt to me like the builder just threw in kitchen. Cabinets wherever without much thought. I don't know if they, I don't know if they used a oh. designer or he just decided this is where the kitchen goes, and oh. so he threw in the cabinets. Oh. And so we opened the one cabinet that she could use for her baking pans. It was the only cabinet that was deep enough to hold baking pans. And there, when we when I opened the cabinet, there's a big conduit against the back wall that takes up a quarter of the cabinet. So there's wow. a cutout basically. Wow. The shelf doesn't fit very well in there it's a little wonky so we had to be super creative as i we used for her i used a a pot lid organizer and we stood the the baking pans vertically in that cabinet and it's the you know it fits just just right in that half of that cabinet that half of and that the other, right. <laughs> yes. right the other half that's that's messed up with the conduit and we've kept other things right but we had to, you know, work non-ideally. That you know, I would have preferred to have the entire cabinet be it her entire baking items, but everything just didn't fit in there. And yet, it was the only cabinet that could hold those baking pans. But of course, so <laughs> we worked with what she had. Right. And then in the adjacent cabinet, we, we put in the rest of the baking things. Right. So it's what works for her. Right. And yeah, you have to use it to be a little creative. Right. And like I said, it's not always going to be ideal, but you and I know that we we help our clients make their homes work for them exactly
1: this is what worked for her absolutely absolutely yes and so now we can get into that baking mode for this upcoming holiday season I'm excited are you I am too I am too as soon as October hits yes (laughs) let's let's start let's let's I know let's the baking begin
0: bring out the sugar (laughs) absolutely What are your plans for Thanksgiving, Deanna? Are you having a big family get-together or will it be a small intimate group this year? Well,
1: this year it we are going to have, which I'm actually very happy about, not that it's having big family get-togethers are, are not always, you know, enjoyable, but this year we actually are going more on the small intimate group this size this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice. I mean, and I, I know we talked about this, um, but we are a house divided in, in the sense of college football. So the day after For the um, first time For the first time time So the day after Thanksgiving Is, um, you know, is football It's like all day football And so we will be, we will see how, how our Thanksgiving weekend will turn out. So (laughs) we might all be sitting on the same sofa, or we might all wind up going in separate rooms. So I don't know. (laughs) Or you'll be on opposite ends. Oh, yes, that's true. Also on the opposite, no pun intended,
0: opposite ends. Yes, that would be correct. Opposite ends. (laughs) Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: yes. Well, and do you have any special or favorite recipes that you like to make for Thanksgiving?
1: Well, for sure, my my carrot cake. And the reason why I say that is that I still have my original, well, I was growing up, my recipe book. Um, And in there, um, my mom also had over the years inserted some of her the recipes that she used as well so i actually have that that is one recipe oh, book that's fantastic yes so that one i'm keeping and that actually um i take out of that recipe book is my carrot cake so i do my carrot cake there and yeah. i will also be doing uh roasted oh wait this what? is the carrot what? cake
0: that this is the carrot cake that you Oh you yes, the famous the one. Yes. You yes. the carrots by hand, I do. Right? Yes, this is the same <laughs>
1: one. We talked about that. Yes, that is correct. This is the I same one. I pull
0: out my food processor yes. and Deanna is shredding Yes, I shred Yes. Her yes, carrots yes. by hand. And I'm sure this is a thing. It tastes much better. Yours must taste much better because it's done by hand from scratch. I know. It's literally, it's literally <laughs> done by scratch. It's so from true. Scratch. From scratch. So
1: true. Oh, I love it. But that. I don't know. Maybe I might have to invest now in, in what you have. I don't, but I don't have room. So I don't know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. There you go. There, so, you, go. there you go. So now we're there's, talking there's no about room. that. There's no room in the end. That's all I can say. There's no yes. room. Um, but I also like to um, prepare roasted carrots and chickpeas with marinated feta. Oh, hold the marinated feta. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll well, take the carrots and you'll take the, Okay. Well, then I will then also set aside because I also have some family members that opt out on that marinated feta. I'm
0: so, not the only one. No, you are okay, not the only okay.
1: one. Yes. <laughs> no but one thing, yes. So one thing though, this year, I'm going to actually try is to use my air fryer for some of my side dishes for Thanksgiving. Not to okay. not to actually do my turkey, but to do
0: oh, my side that would dishes. Have to be that would have to be a big air fryer
1: to that would have to be like can a, you imagine? <laughs> no, I, I can't even imagine I don't even that would take up like like four shelves. I mean, I don't know. so
0: high <laughs> you know, like have to sit on your kitchen table oh, it just, you right know, exactly yes. 365
1: days a year. Yes, exactly yes. I know, right. It's your oh, centerpiece. It is my centerpiece. so but yeah, so that uh, that's gonna be something that's going be something different for me. I'm thinking I'm going to look into what recipes might work, what might not work. So, you know, we'll see. Stay tuned for that one. So now it's a good
0: experimentation with with a small group. Yeah, this is is the perfect time to do it. I love it. That's
1: That's usually what I like to, to do is to try those experiments, as you said. So, yeah, right. (laughs) With those that you love, the ones that you love. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So so Zita, do you, um, do you cook a turkey or, or do you have special, do you have anything special that you Mm. do on sides or anything for Thanksgiving?
0: Well, we are not turkey fans. I think the last time we had turkey for Thanksgiving was when we were first married and we thought okay, that was then. you know, yes. a requirement. Yes. First Thanksgiving mm-hmm. together, we must have turkey. And that was also the last turkey that we okay. had together. All righty then. But <laughs> we're just not turkey fans. And so we, every year, we just, depending on where we are and what we're doing and what we feel like, we choose what the protein is. So it might be uh, roast salmon it might be roast chicken it might be steak i mean we just Ooh, okay. do whatever we nice. like for thanksgiving day nice and lots of veggies and salads and that kind of thing but the one thing that keeps coming back every thanksgiving and every christmas yes is um the uh open french apple tart Ooh, and a French apple tart is an apple tart that doesn't have a top crust on it. It's, okay. it's a, an oven baked, but delicious. Yes. And we love it. And years ago, when I first started making this, I felt like it was such a complicated recipe. You know, you had to make the dough first and then let the dough rest in the fridge. Yes. And then, and then you had to roll it out and do the, the, the apples and so on. Now I look at it, and I think, but this is the simplest recipe ever. <laughs> you make the dough in the food processor. It takes mm-hmm. all of five minutes. Yeah, no hand, no hand dough cutters, none of that. pastry cutters. So everything is in the food processor. and then the the dough goes in the fridge. And in the meantime, I peel and slice the apples. and then you roll out the dough, place the apples, put the topping, and then into the oven, it goes forty five to fifty minutes, and it's done. Wow, And the better thing is that, my daughter started like she got into baking as well. She likes to make it, and so now she's the one who makes it. Now I just say, could we have an apple tart for oh. for Thanksgiving? And magically, it appears on Thanksgiving. Isn't Day. that lovely? That's so, so because that really does sound like a
1: very complicated dessert just by the sound of it and the name of it. So so nice right. to hear and that. I was very
0: intimidated yep. in the beginning, but mm-hmm. now it's just it's those three steps: dough apples yeah <laughs> yep.
1: that's it that's awesome <laughs> so, that's awesome that's good i think zenith that we are definitely ready for this holiday season to just keep
0: just get ready to bake i'm actually pretty excited i am too i think we're 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 well on our way to a delicious <laughs> holiday delicious
1: season. holiday
0: with thanksgiving uh, you know i think it's gonna it's all good all good it's all good Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We would love your comments about Baking Zones, or maybe you have an idea that could help another listener. So please email us at hello at owepodcast.com. We reply to each and every email. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, and please leave us a review. And join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips. Until next week.